0: yo 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 guys welcome back to in the frame podcast episode 58 tonight's special guest is adrian the photographer this guy is a killer with the camera he is known for his high fashion photography who shoots with all these kinds of models and influencers and he explains how he got to travel to europe for free to shoot content for these models and influencers he has an amazing story talks we talk about gear we talk about social media we talk about collaborations this guy is a get your notepads guys he, he drops a lot of gems on this one especially for if you're into the photography space get your pen and paper it's going to be a good one catch
1: you in the episode peace what is up creative game welcome to episode number 58 of in the frame podcast with adrian the photographer Let's thanks go, for coming man. hello first, thing is first. Let's crack one open Woo. Cheers, cheers. cheers
2: thanks for having me Thanks <sighs> good, <free laughs> good time, stuff
0: man. dude thank you for making the trip down here um it's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to get you since I worked with you, which was, I feel like it was like yeah, a, long it was a time while ago. ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. But, dude, Adrian, thanks for being here, man. Welcome. And uh, welcome to In The Frame Podcast, dude. So, uh, what's up with you, man? I know you got done doing a couple of shoots today, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I just did a photo shoot for a designer and then later a blogger influencer nice. here in downtown, both of them. Yeah, and,
0: and you just recently moved to Los Angeles, correct? Yep. September first, nice. I went to LA. And what made you move? What made you make the move from uh, from San Diego to LA? You just want to take your talents out there. I mean, Did you feel like you peaked out here, man. It's okay I, to say. It. It's okay to say, it, dude. I love
2: San Diego, <laughs> and honestly, I miss San Diego. Uh huh. <laughs> San Diego is beautiful. It's nice. I used to live three minutes away from downtown, so wow. it was you know everything so convenient. Right. Like downtown, where I where I would do most of my forces was three minutes away. The beach. 15 minutes away. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. in LA. I'm in Pasadena. Oh, geez. Far away from everything. Oh, yeah. wow. So at least 40 minutes or 30 minutes anywhere I want to go. So that's Damn. something I miss tra- a lot. I'm sure the, tra- tra- the
0: traffic level from there, because <laughs> the traffic's pretty bad here already, but I can't yeah. even imagine oh, over there.
1: Oh, my. It's, it's like ridiculous. Yeah. It's stupid. Damn.
0: Well, dude. Damn. Uh, but you how, know, you got to make some sacrifices. Of course. Yeah. Of course, man. Of course. <laughs>
1: how, do, how did you get into the whole camera world?
0: Yeah, how'd you get into the space, man? Like when the first time you saw a camera, like, oh, let me let me uh, see how this up. works. So the first time I ever I was ever exposed
2: to a camera was when my dad like had a point and shoot camera, typical uh, point and shoot camera. The what year is this? We would uh, probably okay. Ballpark, what is this ballpark? Um, oh my god. This was a while ago, like... Like early 2000s, mm, late 90s. Okay, my sister was probably like 6, I was probably like 12, 10, 10, 11. I'm 25. Okay. okay. Um. So, yeah, probably like about 15 years ago. Okay. Okay. Um. I remember we would just take that camera on trips and I would just enjoy taking photos. Yeah, actually, yeah, I remember when I was 12... 11 I started uh playing with the camera when I was 12 I remember my dad had Photoshop in his computer and oh, wow. one oh, day so he just, had Photoshop w- he just started playing and messing around with it he's like oh look I downloaded Photoshop like 2 or something yeah and he started playing around with it and then I was like oh this is cool whatever it is like right. I want to play with this mm-hmm. yeah so I, I remember I started like doing like funny faces of my friends like distorting their eyes and changing their <laughs> mouths just and stuff on, on the yeah like on, on the um, the yearbook mm-hmm. so that's pretty much how i started using photoshop then i just i was just having too much fun with it so um i would go and like call my sister for example jumping into the pool mm-hmm. i would call her and put her like jumping from the tower of pisa in italy or like crazy stuff like right. that or do like a snake skin on someone or okay just yeah. stuff like that that's but just having yeah, fun yeah, yeah. but that's how i really got my fundamentals on photoshop you know that like because i feel like when you start learning photoshop it's when you really need to understand how it works and that's the hardest part like the layering Mm -hmm. and all that Mm -hmm. and i just learned it by playing you know so it was not even like oh i'm gonna take classes even now dude
0: i i barely mess with photoshop because it's so complex it's kind of like the to like the after effects if it were a video but Mm -hmm. yeah i only do photoshop once in a blue moon like when i do my slide collages if that Mm -hmm. but nothing crazy to the extent of like messing with people's like distortion effects or anything yeah
2: i don't really use it that much either like i'm surprised because so much of my work like i have i get so much work that my workflow doesn't allow me to be that perfectionist anymore i can only imagine so you know i basically just use lightroom i use some like brushes and stuff cheating on the skin retouching Mm -hmm. um that's one of my secrets i (laughs) feel like every photographer Um,
0: knows like you always do the, the retouching, of course, of the skin, like yeah. The, yeah. Lights or the brushing and whatnot. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, Lightroom's way more efficient to to edit a bunch of photos and yep. photo shoots and stuff. Unless the client pays extra, then I'll take it to Photoshop and retouch by detail, but that's sure. like, you know, I really charge enough to make it worth my time gotcha. going into Photoshop and stuff because it See, does take a long time and I'm very perfectionist. So. I, never,
0: I never thought about charging a little extra for the photoshop experience because do does your clients will even know much about photoshop because they just assume they don't even know what lightroom is they know what photoshop Mm -hmm. is because it's been around forever and the term photoshop so they think probably photoshop is lightroom (laughs) yeah the main editing source but quick question i just something i just learned about the other day have you ever messed with capture one before no, and you know what? A couple of days ago, I was in
2: LA Fashion Week talking about that with Tariq uh, and Andrew Rogue Shot. Um, They both use Capture One. They told me it's the best. Really? I've never tried it i'm happy with lightroom i already have all my presets yeah. all my workflow
1: in lightroom so you know if it's, it's like, not broken why fix it
0: yeah i agree with you uh what have you heard uh, no i've
1: m- he- i've heard it like through the grapevine like oh use capture one and like, i think it's mm-hmm. free too right i'm not no, sure if it is. i think oh, it's, it's more expensive than photoshop oh shit okay and like the gotcha. adobe
0: because like the the main thing as far as video like davinci is like the rave right now um you could get in, a, away with a lot of stuff it's more meant for like skin tones and like color correction mm-hmm. but it's a free software which is pretty cool okay. and i know a lot of people are ditching the adobe premiere or or final cut to go to davinci resolve but it's, i'm like i'm like where you're at like uh-huh. i know what how premiere works exactly like i know my workflow it's like why do i want to take the time to learn another software and mm-hmm. it's going to take me so long to get, like get my hot keys right and all that good yeah. stuff so it's like what if it's what you just said right now if it's if it's not broke why fix it
2: exactly yeah i mean I would like to try it to see what people are talking about. And, you know, sometimes you can upgrade. You right. you, you don't know what you're missing out on until you try it. So I definitely want to try it out at some point. But probably sometime where I'm not, like, super busy with work and mm-hmm. having to also learn that. It's not going to happen anytime soon
0: with you, man. You're freaking flying all over the world just <laughs> shooting photos nonstop, bro. <laughs> so
1: so you, you get this point-and-shoot and you're messing around with it. What made you, like off when i um did my research on your grid and stuff mm-hmm. what made you go into high-end editorial stuff like what did, were you always that or always artistic like that at yeah. first
2: it was just like i just had fun taking photos like it was nothing like oh photography like mm-hmm. that was not even a word in my vocabulary you know like it was just like oh yeah take a photo mm-hmm. with a camera and right. that's it like nothing crazy mm-hmm. um but then like yeah i learned photoshop started playing with that eventually few years later i i was probably like 15 or so mm-hmm. when i grabbed my first dslr okay and i had always been super curious about the, oh actually before this with the point and shoot i started just having more fun with my sister she's six years younger and i remember i would like style her and like tell her to like wear this and wear that and like just take photos when she was like Eight years old, but you had you
0: know? those are signs that you you had a, an eye yeah. for things. Like as far as like, yo wear this, do this, and do that. You're directing it yeah, at this Yeah, and point. it was just like and it was like fun. dumb photos, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah,
2: like yeah. Just, like oh, n- not even photos, just like oh, let's take some funny photos right. of this and that. Mm-hmm. I had a snake. My first pet was a snake when I was 11, and I remember I would grab the camera and take photos of my snake. Like okay. really, like I try to make it artsy. I try yeah. to make the like the snake like like its head like come up okay like a cobra kind of to like take some badass photos um so yeah i mean i was playing around with a camera since uh, since i was yeah like 10 11 okay um but yeah eventually i tried a dslr for the first time and i had always been curious about you know looking through a viewfinder Mm -hmm. and when i did it it was like whoa this is really cool (laughs) and then i started playing around with it my dad kind of taught me how to, you know, adjust the settings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, hold on, I'm
0: sorry. I know you. You said your dad had gotten Photoshop. So was he a photographer, or was it just just for fun for him as well? So okay, he's teaching photography <laughs> yeah. in basics. So he must know something. This is okay. So
2: this is. I was not gonna get too much into that just because it's like a whole different okay, story. So you don't have
0: to go too depth if you. But
2: don't want. so I have two dads. Okay, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: my biological dad and the the dad that I was raised with
0: okay okay
2: and i didn't know my biological dad until i was 13 i didn't even know he existed until i was like 13 gotcha. oh, wow my biological dad is a tv director oh, surprisingly you know it's it's like he's in that industry right. he's he's like photographer actor director
1: it's in your blood man it, yeah <laughs> it is oh. it
2: definitely is um and my other dad has a business yeah. like um just commercial business mm-hmm. um nothing related to anything artistic. Sure. But it definitely is in my genes. So it's, you know, it was coming out when I was super young and I didn't even know. I just did it because I enjoyed it. Right. And then so when I was like 13, 14, I meet my biological dad and he's the one who lends me his his eslr okay and i'm like whoa look at this big ass camera you like, know what? It the it so, was, the was part- a it was a canon 7d okay Damn. and i was like this is a cool camera and and we were hanging out and he let me carry the camera everywhere i was taking photos taking photos of the clouds like making them look darker mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember that a lot because it was like i was adjusting the light i was seeing something but with the camera i was making it dark where the sky just looked really cool and i see right. the the sky more blue than it was and Pop you know out. the the light was just i don't know it was just right. so cool and i was mm-hmm. having fun like messing around with the settings so he kind of gave me some insight of how the um, how everything worked on the triangle exposure and, and all that good that was a moment when i was like boom like i'll need a camera mm-hmm. So I told him like I want a camera like this. I need to I need to get a camera like this, and he gave me for my birthday uh like a waterproof point and shoot camera, and I was like, "It's not what I want. I want a DSLR. Uh, that's Bruh. that's not it." But thanks, you know, I appreciate that. That's so when you uh, sell it on Craigslist and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't even mess around with that camera that much. Yeah, because I wanted a camera where you could zoom in with your hands, you yeah, know, yeah, not yeah. with like the little, with little a button. button. Yeah. 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 So, um, eventually, I, I was in my high school. I was selling T-shirts. I, I was. I've always been like business you sound like a mindset. Hustler. So, like when I was in element in middle school, I would sell like chips. Like bring a bag. Like on like low key. Yeah. Just, mm. No teachers could hustler, see that or man. anything. I would bring a bag with chips and, and, and so snacks and stuff and yeah. sell them to everyone in the room. I was making good money. it's like, awesome. That's tight. <laughs> and I did that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, I started selling some shirts uh, with like cool designs and stuff. I was...
0: Were you like, like a graphic designer as well or?
2: I was, I, I really like that because since I was into Photoshop, I started learning a lot about that. Yeah. Um, so I was always also interested in all that, like all the visual, everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, but I wasn't designing the shir- the shirts. I was just like selling them because I saw like an opportunity of, you know, become a kind of like an ambassador before that was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I was just selling the t-shirts to my friends and they were like super trendy Super cool, uh, the brand was Mascara de Latex, and they had really cool stuff and I was making good money mm-hmm. and that made me save enough money because I've always saved my money. I've yeah. always been good at managing my, Your finances. my, my finances and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I saved enough money because I knew I wanted a camera So I bought my first camera, which was a refurbished Canon T4i. Okay. So I went fancy right away. You know, I had the (laughs) the touchscreen. I had the flip screen, 360, everything. Um, And then I just started messing around with it, like watching tutorials, reading articles, just experimenting a lot, like with my friends, doing photo shoots. You can see my first photo shoots, and you really can't see that there's more than just like oh i'm just taking photos with a nice camera like i was really looking at the angles and trying to get like interesting angles and backgrounds and uh, like the light of the sunlight and all that so and then since i knew how to use photoshop now i like you know you can looking back at back it, it's like can. connecting the dots like oh i learned photoshop when i was 12 and then like when i was like 16 i got my, my camera and then you know i had something to edit yeah so I knew how how to do all this stuff, um, and then if, if I didn't know, I would just learn. But I've always been very critical with my work and with all the stuff that I do. So, um,
1: so, I, so when, when you're uh-huh. when you're starting off like this, how, what are you looking up to? Is there any inspiration you're looking good at? Question. Many magazines, or how are, are, you, or are you just coming up with this off the rip? Or how are yeah, you? Yeah, Where are these ideas forming? from? So okay, that that fashion.
2: Um, vision that i have came mm-hmm. from my mom because okay. she's always been into fashion into mm. like designers and i remember she would show me on her computer like oh look this new runway from i don't know alexander mcqueen she loves alexander mcqueen okay um and chanel and this and that and she would show me photos and she was friends with some really big models mm. uh laura laura stone mm-hmm. and then agnes dean they're like top models wow so Yeah, like she was she's always been into fashion. She loves like all the designer stuff. So I feel like that's where I got that that side of of, of, uh, my vision from. Um, And then, you know, I started taking photos with my friends. Mm -hmm. And then I like taking photos of portraits. At first I wanted I was doing a lot of landscapes and stuff because
1: I was like I think everyone I starts like, doing landscapes. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you see the oh, sunsets it's pretty oh, you're from San Diego
0: or you're shooting sunsets. <laughs> you, start, <like laughs> yeah. you, say, you start with clouds and stuff. Yeah. And yeah.
1: But I mean I love your story because it sounds like you're really passionate. From a young age, like you're you're already thinking about it, like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already have the tools, like your your dad's into it, your mom knows this and that, but you got it from the get-go, like, oh damn, I want to do this and I wanna concentrate on this. Not because it's cool, but because mm-hmm. it's a passion and you love it yeah that's really great to hear was that
0: like your hobby like in high school like i mean most kids in high school are like partying doing some smoking some weed (laughs) drinking trying to have some fun like were you still in that crowd as far as like socializing having a bunch of friends or were you like bro i don't give a fuck about any of this shit i just want to master this craft
2: It was a mix of both. Okay. Because I've always been super social. Yeah. I've always been that problematic kid that doesn't shut his mouth while the teacher's talking. (laughs) And they had to put him in front of the teacher. Yeah. Change him to a different seat. Yeah. And then I still talk. Yeah. So I've always been that kid. They would call my parents all the time in school to tell them that I can't ever shut up so yeah. i've always been very social i like going out i, I like hanging out with friends with okay. people meeting new people everything so i've definitely been out there but also you know at home i would come home and then just play with a camera like it was a game boy you know or that was your video game, game. Was, exactly yeah. i mean i was also addicted super addicted to xbox okay i would play gears of war like okay so like you were psycho. like a normal
0: kid then like you yeah socializing playing <laughs> video games but also you're into the camera
2: i mean i guess it's Part of my personality, I'm just a very passionate person okay. with everything I do, you know? Whenever I'm with friends, I try to really enjoy the time, have a lot of fun, like, do everything. Be present and all that. Be present, that present exactly. When I'm in video games, I was hella addicted because I was playing eight hours a day, you know? Like, I was I was crazy. I was uh-huh. one of those that would be first place in ranked matches online. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. yeah, I was super addicted. Okay. But... And then, yeah, I got into photography and also I got super into it and into Photoshop too. I was like super into it. So I find something and I just like explode it, you know, like I, yeah. I just really get into it and try to learn as much and I'm super competitive. So I'm always trying to do better and better and better. And even with myself, you know, I'm also very perfectionist with my work So or with anything I do. So I'm always trying to do better and better and better. So. That's
0: good. Are you posting at this time, are you posting your work like on Instagram or something or Facebook or where are you posting your work?
2: Instagram's still? really the place where I post the most just because it's the easiest to just upload one at a time. Right. My portfolio is like super out to date. Um, I haven't <laughs> updated my portfolio in a while. All right, and when to, to post, the uh,
0: yeah to the new viewers, like as far as portfolio, like I you mean your so website or... Yeah, my website. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah,
1: and that, that's true because <laughs> I, I like... Before this podcast, I went to your website and I was like, oh, this does not look like you're good." Yeah. Really, I, mean, I've seen, I, haven't I've checked, I haven't checked their website, so, I, yeah, don't so know. I just go based on your Instagram because it's like, like double the work. Like, oh, I just post it on Instagram. I got to post it on my website again. Yeah, and then like you got to worry about like Instagram is a different size from the website and stuff. Yeah, oh the dim- yeah, the dimensions and all yeah. that good shit. Yeah. So so Adrian, you're, you're what? What age? What age did you find out you were like, damn, I can make this into a, like a living or can I like make this into a profession. Was so it college or was it? Was it was also school?
2: around that time when I got my first camera. Okay. It was what was it? I think November 2014. Damn. I got my first camera ever, that the T4i. And that's when I started learning and stuff. And then I realized I was good. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? I'm good. <laughs> I realized I was good at photography and that I was, you know, I had an idea of what I was doing. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good enough to charge. So I just started asking people to for voluntary cooperation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would do a photo shoot and just have them tip me basically right right and
0: <laughs> what were the game you bro? let's talk numbers come on now pro
2: bono so it was in mexico okay okay and which is where i grew up and all that so
0: wait you grew up in mexico Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm from Mexico Mexico City.
2: Oh, shit. And I grew up in Querétaro. Okay. Oh, damn. Bro, this whole
0: time I'm thinking you're in San Diego, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That just happened. I moved to San
2: Diego like seven years ago, I think. Really? Six or or seven. Okay. So this
0: whole time you're in Mexico. Fuck. That's that's even more amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Some context of the... Of the background, yeah, yeah. It's, so. it was all in Mexico. This all happened in Mexico. Awesome. Okay. So
0: you're uh, in Mexico City. You're asking for tips. Um, what do you mean? That was in Querétaro because okay, that's Querétaro. where I grew up. Okay.
2: Um. So I was asking for tips. I remember this girl. We did like probably like a two-hour photo shoot in a train station. I edited the photos so good. Like every <laughs> Fast I got turnaround. Great yeah. Fast turnaround. Everything you know. Um and she gave me like 50 pesos <laughs> dude i almost guessed 50 <laughs> that's too. three dollars that's like less <laughs> three bucks, than three dollars yeah. now yeah, yeah probably back then it was like five bucks or five dollars that's enough for a couple <laughs> of tacos maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah Damn. that was one of my first photo shoots then this other guy paid me to take photos of him with his like tuned car mm-hmm. and he gave me 600 pesos which is like it was back then it was like 50 60 dollars yeah so it was pretty good. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, whoa, shit. I'm, okay. making, well, that's I'm making money. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm rich. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: and then eventually I finished high school. Mm-hmm. Uh I moved to Mexico City with uh, so I, I was living with my mom and my non-biological dad. Okay. And then I moved to Mexico City with my biological dad. And at first I was just gonna visit. Really, it was like, okay, I'll be back in two weeks. I got out of high school. Fell in love with the I don't have anything, like, planned for college or nothing. I had no idea what I wanted to study because mm-hmm. I was like, this is a big decision. If I want to study psych- psychology, which I love, marketing, architecture, mm-hmm. like, I have all these options, economics or business, like, I don't know what to do, like... Right. What's right for me? I'm not right. ready to pick like such a it's such a big decision in yeah, your yeah. life, and you're gonna pick when you're seventeen, 17 18, yeah. What? It's it's crazy. Overwhelming. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Mexico City and like vacation there yeah. while I don't have anything planned in my life. But so basically I just took a quote unquote gap year. Yeah. Where it wasn't really gap year because I moved to Mexico City. I ended up like I was hanging out with my dad and stuff, and one day we like we were talking about photography school, and and like he was telling me you should you should try a course or something. So mm-hmm. we checked out some schools, uh, and then I signed up for a school, and I guess that's the moment when it happened. Like okay, I guess I'm staying here. Right. I already well, signed now. up for the school, so that's how I moved like very smoothly to Mexico City, and then I started starting school in this like not great school um and i was ahead of everyone from the beginning for like well they, honestly the like, whole time i was there i was ahead of like everyone. the
0: most basic stuff that but, you already knew yeah
2: or? yeah exactly because they were you know starting from zero like gotcha. uh, there's a lot of people that didn't know anything about photography so yeah. they were starting from zero teaching the bare minimum uh, bare- yeah basics, the, basics. all the basics so the first three months i was like yeah i already know everything like all of this um, and, but I would come back home and, you know, keep doing my research, keep answering my own questions and just learning more and more and more and experimenting and playing with my camera and just, I would just take it everywhere I would go. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so that's how I started. The thing that did, like I did learn from that school was mainly studio photography and technical, mm-hmm. some technical aspects that I might've missed by learning my, my by myself. Right um so like lighting
1: like off-camera flash maybe
2: like for example composition like i knew some like the basic rules and stuff but something i learned in school was like okay you should not be cropping where the limbs are Mm. like like Mm, where where the um your wrist or your elbow or stuff like that show the whole body kind of you know kind of like those like little tips that i that that I, i missed um so i did learn a couple things like that and then when we got to studio photography, I was learning more because I, I, I couldn't experiment because I didn't have studio equipment myself. Right. So that's what the school did allow me and taught me, like studio equipment, and I learned how everything worked. Um, and then it was really cool. Like I started just playing around with the equipment at school and stuff and, wow. and yeah, just doing it more and more. I remember I got hired by a dentist who, it was an exchange. He put my braces on. He he put my braces in exchange of me taking photos for a toothbrush that he designed for braces. Oh damn! So he was like a director in the UNAM, like the the yeah. school, yeah. Uh, like the University of Mexico City. Pumas. Yeah, Pumas. pumas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when you say UNAM, like Pumas. <laughs> so he was the director for the dentist like department or or, or right. odontology or something. Sure. So. Yeah, we did that exchange. I took That's some product photos, commercial photos That's an expensive and stuff. Uh, exchange yeah. right there. Yeah, and I did some great photos. Like, you know, considering the level of experience I had, I did some great photos and I Photoshopped the heck out of those photos because like the yellow the lighting, <laughs> it was not, it, n- like the things weren't great. Like right. all the elements that I had, right. like I didn't have like all the equipment to do it and all, and the experience obviously so i had to fix a lot of things but these photos look good like right. they use these photos for like, marketing, all the marketing probably, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff like and they look nice. very professional and like, you probably really. made them thousands of dollars
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: so um i did that project while i was still in school eventually i got the opportunity to move to san diego um and while I you were in school well i was in school and okay. i was like you know what this school is not teaching me enough i've learned more by myself so fuck the school yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like i'm going to san diego Uh so i left the school i dropped out like halfway through the course it was like a two-year yeah uh Mm. course uh or like technical career that's what they call it over there okay and and then i moved to san diego i was working with my aunt in a bakery she has a bakery uh maggie's cake shop okay and i was delivering cakes and stuff and then just starting to grow little by little trying to book photo shoots and stuff she would refer me to clients cuz since she was doing events and stuff like sometimes she would refer me to clients with low budget that wanted like maternity photos right. and stuff and i was like like okay like she was asking me like how much would you charge for a photo shoot and i was like i don't know like 40 dollars <laughs> <laughs> what uh? coming from mexico yeah like, like mexico pesos is a lot you know <laughs> he's doing the best some- calculations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The XEF. <laughs> and she's like, now you should charge at least like 80
1: <laughs> Damn.
2: And, you know, now I look at it and it's like $80. That's you, a funny you want, story. You want though, a like photo with my iPhone. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're now experimenting with pricing and whatnot. So, how did you do another deep dive in like YouTube University as far as like, How to adjust from Mexican pricing to, like, the U.S. (laughs) price, or, like, knowing your word. Yeah, like, how did you figure that out? Because that's, like, a question every creative has with themselves. Like, what is my value?
2: That's the hardest part. I think that's one of the hardest things I've had to deal with because, yeah, I mean. Do you
1: feel like you you still struggle with that today? Not anymore. Okay, that's awesome. Here, let me ask you a better question. When the fuck did you know it was, like, I'm not going to charge less than this amount, my base price, because I know my worth.
2: I mean, I'm still pretty flexible with my prices. Okay. But if, you know, if, if depends on you. So, okay, I gotta see there's three factors that, that, that are important when you are charging a, uh, a client. Okay. Or, or, or if you're charging or like, okay, for me to pick up a camera and take a, uh, do a photo shoot, I need right. to consider these three factors. One is, am I getting money? or how much am I getting? The other one is exposure and portfolio. Okay. So if it's gonna be this top model that's gonna give me a lot of great photos because she's super professional and I'm gonna get great photos for for my portfolio, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. If it's someone that has a lot of followers or knows a lot of people, has a great network, I'll do it. If it's someone that's paying me, I'll do it. You know, if the sweet spot is when you find the three in one project. Yeah, it's it's very
0: hard, but it does happen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I mean, the better you get, the bigger you grow. People start valuing more your work. Mm -hmm. And now it's like you could be someone with a million followers and ask me to do a photo shoot and also pay me. Mm -hmm. And it's perfect. You know, they tag me. They pay me. And I'm getting great photos for my portfolio, so that's amazing, and it's happening more and more often now. Damn! Yeah. So it's funny that you're
0: saying this because, like, I I literally saw your story today mm-hmm. that someone tagged you on, and it's like the girl, like the model, has seven million followers, and you're like, oh, but can we? I love your work. Can we collab? Oh, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and it's just crazy, Damn. bro, bro. Seven million followers, man. I mean i don't know That's I do it for seven million. Yeah. Uh, even then like I for some that, reason I the, the more i the, the way i see it, it's like if you have seven million followers you should be having some sort of like it's <laughs> yeah. it's crazy to assume that you should have some sort of like money or whatever like of course i mean because if you have seven million followers you could sell like a shirt for 10 bucks and if you, even if you have like 100 or 200 <laughs> people buy, like you're yeah. still making yeah, solid money you know yeah
2: I mean, if you have a million followers and you're not making you're money, you're you're not you're monetizing, monetizing that, like stupid. you are an
0: idiot. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. literally so, doing it for a drop of clout So what
1: it yeah. sounds like like you're always doing the calculation in your head then. Yeah, you're I always mean, like like oh like how like it's like a teeter-tot like is it benefiting me? Is it not benefiting me? Exactly. Do, it's like a little triangle. It's like a equilibrium exactly, triangle. Yeah. You're figuring yeah, yeah. it out. And that's great. So for the creative out there, when you're starting off, like what what did you do that worked for you the best of like finding that um because it's balance it, it had
0: to take a few i'm assuming from the House. outside in a few years to like get to the position that you're at as far as the pricing goes
2: yeah definitely and i just keep raising my prices more and
3: more and
0: more as you like, should
2: you know like i just start seeing like okay you know what this is not worth my time anymore yeah yeah i'm volu- i'm more valuable than this i can charge more and then i raise my prices and people keep paying and paying and paying so right okay you no know, it's good like it's it's working out but you gotta figure out like what's the limit and mm-hmm. you know i think you gotta be flexible when you're starting out and you're trying to grow and learn and all that you can't be a diva and be like no i'm not gonna do it
1: for this much or i'm gonna do I it like you gotta adapt and let's and, be real as a photographer it's much harder you yeah. know what i mean like like because everybody's like i can just take that on my phone videographer is a different world because it's like editing and more work yeah yeah of course but when people when people like identify like i'm gonna hire a photographer like what's your price like i can just go with a cheaper photographer yeah. they yeah, don't know yeah. the work and, yeah. and when seeing your work it's like holy shit like it's mm-hmm. good it's like it's, it's perfect so where i'm going at with that is 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 what made you like um know your worth did you see other photographers did you compare yourself did you find like oh shit like did you do your research like oh how much are you charging uh as uh, other photographers or how did you get to that point where like you knew your worth that's what i'm trying to go because there's a lot of photographers who watch this show mm-hmm. and they're always like oh i see uh so-and-so's work and yeah. they charge, and I, I've, I've who knows maybe they made a fake ba- a fake account and they were like oh i'm i'm, I'm pregnant with my I'm wife inquiring yeah i'm inquiring how much would you mm-hmm. charge for an hour shoot i'm an influencer how much would you charge I'm an influencer. I want free work. I have 102,000 followers, blah, blah, blah. How did you like do all that math? How did you do that research for that viewer who's watching and and starting to get up in the photography world, videography world? What advice would you give them of like, okay, do you do this and do that and then figure out your price? So,
2: okay. So yeah, when you're starting out, Mm -hmm. you don't know what to charge. You don't know how much how valuable your work is or you don't know anything so for me what worked the best was to say yes to everything okay like anything that any client wanted if you want a photo for your amazon listing for your catalog for your uh jewelry brand for anything like literally anything they would ask me um i would just say yes and try to price it try to see what their budget is try and but always say yes Mm -hmm. because i was like you know what like right now the money like like i'm not struggling like my my family is supporting me which i'm so grateful for like maybe a lot of people don't have that opportunity but i mean if you're working on a job maybe you can sustain your photography hobby Mm -hmm. uh, by doing free shoots and stuff but um the thing is just say yes to everything you can like If it's a pregnancy shoot, if it's a wedding, if it's this or that, like anything, just say yes. Try to charge as much as you can, negotiate it, play like you know, play around with the yeah. with the money and and be flexible, be willing to do it. Not because you're gonna make money, not because you're gonna get exposure, but do it because you're gonna learn, you know? And yeah. learning's the biggest value that you can get from anything. So yeah. if you're learning in the future, that's gonna bring you money. So you gotta see the bigger picture and realize that if you try to do this photo shoot for, um, let's say like a shoe company, and you've never done product photography, well, then you have to figure it out. And you got information's be, yeah. out there. And you Go gotta to be YouTube. realistic
0: too. Like you can't just like charge up the ass when you've never done photo- uh, product photography. You know? Exactly. Like, if you're shooting landscapes all day and like, and then you you expect <laughs> Nike to hit you up, and then some like low like uh, some a startup say hey you do photos take my photos of my shoes or whatever and you expect them to like pay you something crazy like bro like you need to be realistic at the same time like if you never done it that takes studio work to do all that stuff which i am not experienced at, so it's like i can't imagine someone there's just a lot of naive photographers out there that's what i'm trying to say it's like they did because you know how to shoot a camera and you know the triangle exposure doesn't mean you can you know how to shoot let's say high fashion in product photography yeah. Or like, or some sort of sunsets or shit like that. There's so many different lenses in photography. Yeah,
2: so. at the end of the day, aperture, ISO, and shutter speed are just the basics. That's it. Like, yeah. that that just tells you how to expose a camera, like right. a photo, correctly. Yeah. But cameras do-, do that automatically, so yeah. yeah, you know, you're not in advantage. Yeah, just yeah. knowing that. So, I mean, I would just say yes to my clients and always act up. More professional than I am, just mm-hmm. be like, you know what, I'm a professional photographer, even mm-hmm. when I don't feel like I am, just because then you have to live up to those expectations, and that actually makes you grow. Yeah, right. You know, like it's kind of like the fake it till you make it, but I, I'm a believer in <laughs> <of> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you fake that you're real, like a, a real professional, and you gotta you gotta like fill those expectations oh, mm-hmm. from your clients that yeah. expect you. If you're selling yourself as a professional, they expect you to be professional. So what would a professional do? And is this good enough? Like compare your work to other photographers work to other product photos and just be like real, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. is this good enough? Is this like, could this go on the Burberry website? Mm -hmm. Like if not, then you can do better because it is possible to be done. Right. So, you know just trial and error trial and error just learn 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 until you find out the formula that works for you for any type of photography and then you just become better and better yeah and don't worry about the money first like just worry about learning and growing once you're experienced once you're good like you that like people really recognize your work and respect your work there we go then you know you can start creating some packages or find right. like your hourly rate that works for you. Um, and then with time, time will tell you and clients experience, yep. you'll see like, okay, so everyone's paying this, like I don't have to negotiate. Everyone's just saying, yes. so I might raise my prices because yeah. it's too easy, you know? Right. So maybe I'll ask for double and let's yeah. see if that's too much. If it's not, then, you know, I'm good for now. Let's see if I can raise it little by little. Uh, the if market, it's too the much then you, yeah. i gotta learn more i gotta experience i gotta i gotta learn more have more knowledge so i can deliver the quality that's gonna bring my value higher and allow me to charge as much correct
1: yeah i, I love what you said there because i mean this goes out to any uh, photographer videographer out there it's like knowing your branding right you're you're like you're like in a milkshake like you're you're finding your fucking what sticks with you mm-hmm. what what people value what's your brand basically yeah is what you're sticking that so for me like i started with you like like a uh, landscape and then video and then uh i started with people and then uh off-camera flash and then that was my brand so for you it's like the same thing i love i love what your what your story is you're you're doing whatever yes to everything but then whatever sticks, that's what you're gonna cultivate, and that's what you're gonna make your niche. So when when was it that you found your niche of like um, high end editorial stuff, where you're like, holy shit, like I'm gonna I'm gonna stop saying yes to a lot of things, and I'm gonna start saying yes more to like exclusive high end editorial stuff. When did that click in your in like your uh, path as a photographer that you are now?
2: Well, I'm not there yet. Fam, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> oh i Dude, always give you me,
0: like your work honestly man is like it's like a it's one phenomenal. of a kind like and maybe because yeah. i'm not used to like seeing like fashion editorial stuff i'm i just not what my algorithms show me be beso- outside mm-hmm. of you but like <laughs> i see your shit's like fuck bro like that shit looks magazine worthy yeah. like you are one of a kind like i'm not even
1: thank you we always kid here i'm a, the best San Diego. no you when you yeah. were in San Diego, you <laughs> are the best and, and uh, the, the only reason i've I heard about you was when i went to hindu it was like oh he's he like you know adrian i was like who was like adrian the photographer I was like no i was like oh you're kind of blah 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 this and that and then he showed me the uh, hindu um courtney showed me his uh-huh. work and i was like oh shit like that, that's <laughs> good stuff and um one thing i've noticed about you you're still you're still progressing because from your earlier um when i when i've looked at your feed you started like really contrasty studio and now you're like fucking with like i don't know i could be wrong with shadows and 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 studio sessions like the stuff that – I was going to ask you, but maybe we can dig into it a little bit deeper mm-hmm. um, later in the show. You've been, like, doing, like, a dramatic, like, um, poetry. I don't know, like uh, – I think that's the perfect poem. word. Like, it's, like, yeah. very poetic. Yeah. Like, your, your and, style. And, and, Thank and you. Your current, I, don't, I don't think that's an accident. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It's like you're still learning and you're still adapting. And, and we always talk about this in this fucking show. You always want to evolve. And it looks like you're constantly evolving. You're, like, a growing um, – like a organism right mm-hmm. you're constantly Jeez. learning <laughs> and you're constantly like <laughs> like your your look is not changing it's evolving right yeah so you started like really like um from, it's this always evolving yeah and that's, for, that's for everyone that's, and that's one thing that we preach about this like you never want to be stagnant you mm-hmm. always want to learn And totally. one of the things from doing my few research is like you've been like dibble dibbling and dabbing with like shadows you're you're um like that fade goes up a little bit more. Looks more dramatic, more poetic, more old school. I don't know. How, how do you? How do you explain that? Well, you can't give all the secrets, the man. Oh, but <laughs> I'm saying, like, like you're obviously learning every day, yeah. and that's that's what's good.
2: The thing is, like, I just try to innovate, experiment with new things, new concepts, new mm-hmm. ideas, and just just play around. Like, honestly, yeah. I'm just having a lot of fun. Yeah, like, that's great. M- back then I was trying to shoot bloggers cause I was like, "Oh, well, mm-hmm. bloggers are gonna get me a lot of followers, but that was <laughs> not the right focus. That's not what I wanted really. Like right. I love fashion a lot. Like that's that's my thing really. So I don't know, I think I started experimenting, like working with a lot of bloggers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing all this, like I was, I was trying to create uh my style Mm -hmm. but i was i was i guess i was trying i feel like i was trying too hard to create a style when that should come naturally yeah um your style like i was trying to use the same presets on lightroom that i created and you know like give it the same teal colors and stuff because that's trendy on instagram and and teal and (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's it's gone like don't please guys don't do that yeah yeah
0: let's go anymore you heard it (laughs) okay here's a, here's a uh, better here's a better question a simpler question for you like these concepts that you're film that you're shooting like is that all from your mind or is that like a collaboration with the model themselves like hey, I want you to shoot this because I know you can make this into reality or how does how do your concepts because your fucking shit is like I would never have thought of that
2: so-, so okay, the thing is I'm very flexible and adaptable, like extremely flexible and adaptable so that's okay, why'm I'm, te- <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm I'm still not into like only fashion. Mm-hmm. That's all I post because that's where I want to go. That's my focus. And that's what I'm trying to sell. That's what I'm trying to get hired for and all that. So people stop asking me for maternity shoots and weddings and stuff because they see that all I post is fashion. So yeah, they're not they, going to be like, oh, yeah, right. can, can we hire you for this? Makes that's, sense. So if they do, I'll do it. Sure. Because it pays good money. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's still photography. So I'm still doing it. Because if I do it, I'm going to get money and I'm going to be able to fund my fashion. Passion. Passion, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say yes to any project, like maternity, anything. I would have never thought that, man. So I just don't post that. I I might post it on my behind the scenes on Instagram, like, yeah, shooting for this or that or whatever, like maternity or babies or family or whatever. But you know, if you do a photo shoot and you get $200, then you have like half of a lens, yeah, at least you yeah, know. Yeah, it's like you know for an hour or two of my time. Like it's it's worth it, right? So, and I know how to do it. I'll deliver good quality, so I, I'm not lowering my prices, right? Like mm-hmm. that. So those, that's the point where I'm not lowering my prices. Mm-hmm. If I'm asked for a four shoot of a style that I don't like to do, which would be like families, for example, sure. mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, these are my prices and it's non negotiable. If it's fashion, if it's designers and like editorial stuff or with a model and stuff, I can be more flexible because that's what I want to do. Right. And like, I mean, I always try to charge as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. But if the model's like, oh my God, no, these prices are too high. They're way out of my budget. I'll be like, you know what? I'll do it for this much. Like, how, like, I'll give you a deal. Like, how about this or this or this? And if they're like, no, that's really, like, that's, no, that's still a lot for me. I'll mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I'll do it for this much. Like, that's the lowest. And I'll give them, like, a really good deal, honestly. Sure. yeah. So, at the end of the day, we end up doing a shoot. I get content for myself. You win-win, baby. And I get some money. Sure. So, yeah. it's it's kind of doing a collaboration, but I'm still getting paid. So. It,
0: that's a... Definition of a collaboration, honestly. Yeah. Not yeah. not like, hey, shoot free work for me. That's yeah. a collaboration. Exactly. I'll shout you that's out on not... Instagram. It's like, bro, that's like the bare minimum. What do you mean?
2: Exactly. I mean, if, if it comes to also like the level of experience and the yeah. level of value that you can provide to each other, if a, yeah. a model is going to provide me some value and I'm going to provide like a lot of value, mm-hmm. then there's a difference of value. Right. So if she gives me 200 bucks or 100 bucks, I'll be like, you know what? That makes up for the value that you're not providing me. And then we can shoot something high fashion and right. do something yeah. creative and stuff, which yeah. I love doing. And yeah. and I don't mind, you know, at least I'm getting paid. Yeah, so. And
0: it's good that you're saying this because, like, you find certain opportunities. Like, all right, will this opportunity potentially land me bigger opportunities yeah. where I'm going to go for exactly. or an opportunity that comes out of left field? For example, like for you, you, like family stuff, this shoot is not going to elevate me anywhere in where I want to go. But if they're willing to pay me the 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 my actual set price that's not negotiable, I'll take it because that's gonna pay my rent. That's gonna give yeah. me more food or whatever. Like, or mm-hmm. trying to get this lens or whatever. But certain like the lane that you really want to go for and strive for, if it's negotiable, hey, like, I'm willing to do it because I know this job it could get me it could get me to work in fucking Paris or something yeah. like that.
2: Exactly. And dude, <laughs> funny that you say that because that literally happened shut up (laughs) bro all
0: right do tell do tell almost literally okay
2: um that was a very humbling experience and this is probably one of my best stories uh when it comes to like feeling that i'm up there and that i'm like too good for anything yeah and not wanting to collab or thinking that i'm too good for this influencer or this or that yeah so this girl uh reached out to me my the first time i got fl- uh, i was flown to new york fashion week like they flew me there they paid for my airbnb and i was covering new york fashion week for Art Heart fashion mm-hmm. and they were paying me on top of everything so i was like well this, was, this like, was recent right this was because not you, as much weren't you in new
0: york but you were in new york for covering fashion weren't you
2: yes but now i do it like more like now i'm in house photographer for Art hearts fashion God, oh yeah. shit okay but so this is the i first... had to i
1: had to you know work myself like yeah. earn my spot there so gotcha. this was like your first full expenses paid yes that it, was my about.
2: that was my first like Wh- full expenses was this? paid what to new york fashion week um it was like two years ago okay okay so my first ever fashion week was three years ago mm-hmm. it was only LA- well san you fashion week doesn't
0: count <laughs> What is shit on San Wait, Sorry. This <laughs> was like two balls. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. At I said a, it. At a point. <laughs> okay. okay. So. Cut that. Okay. That. Uh, so no, don't. let's go back to, towards like uh, what landed you the Paris Fashion Week. Though? So.
2: Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So. Okay. Just a little backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. It's on your fashion, right? <laughs> uh, then a week later, I did LA Fashion Week for the first time. Gotcha. The LAFW production. Um, there's multiple, those. there's that one, there's Society Fashion Week, Art Hearts Fashion Week, which is the one that I'm in-house for. Um, and so I went to that one and it was like great. I was like so excited to be my in my first Fashion Week in right. LA, which is like a, a big really deal. big deal. Yeah, I mean, not New York, but it's, it's LA. It's I mean, still it's a major still city, pretty, yeah. pretty big. So I did that. And then the next season in February, uh, 2019, February twenty 29- nine. Yes, this was twenty eighteen. Yes, February twenty nineteen. Yeah, I went to New York Fashion Week for the first time. Wow. Um, with a group of friends, we we're gonna do like a production, and we did like a like a kind of like an event, networking event and stuff. And my friend that I met in San Diego, uh, he's a photographer, and he became the media director for this uh, yeah. uh, fashion week production. So I was like, dude, I'm in New York. Like, hook me up with a backstage pass. Yeah. So he did um and i was in the backstage shooting photos like doing all that content meeting networking doing everything i could right just taking advantage of that amazing opportunity of course right. so that was my first time in new york fashion week but then they really liked my work so much that they were like hey just have adrian come back like to the next one next one Sally fashion week so um i don't remember if they had a budget for that one but I just started making my my way into right. the production, and you're
0: getting your your name spreading out
2: exactly. And the the president of the um, uh, the production liked my photos, and he was like, "Okay, we need we want this guy." He yeah. Said. So he's like started. Okay, so they made me part of the in house team. Damn. So they started paying me not a great budget, but it's start it's 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 been growing every production. It's, it's been a little more and more and more. So. Um, Honestly, don't tell him. I would do it for free. <laughs> the the networking's episode. crazy. Like some of my best connections I've met in in this production. So yeah. yes, um Damn. but that I'm is getting paid, tr- and I'm getting my flights paid and my Airbnb, yeah, and, there you go. and everything. So it passion all yeah, the way. That's why it's a secret. Don't <laughs> share <it> with him. <laughs> um But yeah. So anyway, I was the first time I was flown flown to New York. Uh, my expenses paid for and all that and i was getting paid on top of everything i was you know in the in the backstage and in the event i was working with all like shooting all these influencers like three million followers one million like big influencers and honestly a lot of them i i I really don't even know like a lot of influencers and celebrities until i meet
1: them were they tagging you yeah what you're talking about yeah so
2: i was like you know what I'm a diva. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I'm, 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 you thought your shit didn't stick anymore. I felt like I was a shit, but then I realized I got a very humbling experience. I'm nobody <laughs> that made me realize that uh, I should not act like a diva. I should not pretend that I'm too good for anything. I, I, I should not be like, oh no, I don't work with people like you because right. you don't have enough this or this or this or whatever. Cause you never know who you're talking to. You never yeah. know who, like, how can this person can change your life? Right. And yeah, it that's yeah. how it happened. I got, this girl reached out to me. She had like four hundred thousand followers verified. I had no idea who she was, and I was like, and she's like, yay, uh, I'm in New York Fashion Week. Do you want to collab? And I'm like, mm,
1: <laughs> damn. Okay,
2: I'll I'll try. So I didn't make a big effort mm-hmm. um, to shoot with her, and at the end. It was like I would have had to go out of my way to shoot with her. And right. I and I was like, nah, like it's fine. Like yeah. I went party last night. Like, I don't <laughs> want to wake up early to go shoot with this girl if she's not paying me. Right. Right. They flew me here. I'm working with bigger influencers. Like, nah, why yeah. would I? Like, what like how is this blogger gonna make a difference? You know, like okay. who is she? Like, yeah. so that didn't happen. Didn't do the shoot. I come back to San Diego and i was telling my friend a blogger uh lynette i was like hey so this girl reached out to me and we, she wanted to do a shoot but we didn't do it because eh, you yeah. know whatever yeah and she's like oh my god Fer medina asked you to do a 40 shoot and you turn her down bah! <laughs> 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 and i'm like uh yeah why Damn. and she's like she's literally best friends with like the number one influencer in mexico or blogger I'm like, oh well, fuck. <laughs> I mean, nothing to do now. Yeah. I'm Back in San Diego. I would. So. I would go
0: back to the DM. Hey, I'll fly right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll catch a red eye. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: So it was like, well, such a bummer. I mean, I guess I learned from this experience. Yeah. But you know, when opportunities are for you, you can cross paths once, and if it didn't happen, you'll cross paths back again mm-hmm. and and it'll happen so i think that opportunity was for me and next season in new york fashion week in- you look for her? <laughs> no, no i didn't it was not even me oh, no? september uh that same year i go to new york to cover the event again and all that again everything paid for blah blah, blah. um and then I meet this guy, Eduardo Lucero. He's a Mexican photographer, videographer, mainly videographer and producer. And we became really good friends. He's also from Mexico City. And we just connected really well. Uh, he was in the backstage shooting for a designer, uh, some video, like backstage stuff and all that. And we really connected. I saw that he uploaded a photo of this girl. I'm like, oh, cool. He's shooting with Fernanda. And didn't, I didn't, the girl, the girl I didn't, that you rejected the year like, prior. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to reach out to her. And I was just like, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I lost that opportunity. Like yeah, that's, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. I'm crying now. But it turned out that he was leaving the next day and she had asked him like, hey, do you know any photographers here in New York that you can refer me to? Because I need more content, blah, blah. And he was like, oh yeah, I just met this guy in the backstage of New York Fashion Week. Agent, the photographer, hit him up. She's so like, she, fuck this guy. <laughs> <fucks> <laughs> he me. left me on red. <laughs> so I mean, also I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, I'm not gonna shoot with you because whatever, yeah. you're not paying me. I was like, oh, too bad it didn't work out. You know, I I just didn't want to show like, of course, I, yeah. I, I you want to keep that uh, that door open always. So, but yeah, I mean, I was a diva. I have to admit it. Like, I was a diva. I was like, nah I'm too good for you. Yeah. So that's
0: that's pretty pretty cool that you're able to like. realize that
2: yeah yeah because i mean this guy that i met referred me to her so she reached out to me Mm -hmm. and she she told me hey probably she didn't she probably didn't even realize that it was the same person right i don't know if she did but i'm lucky (laughs) that that she did message me either way um so she's like, hey, uh, I'm in New York fashion week. Like, do you want to shoot? And I'm like, yes, yes, in a yes, heartbeat. yes. <laughs> like, like in that, like, I was, yes, yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Okay. So um, I was leaving the next day, I think. And I was like, okay, I can shoot with you in, around noon because my flight's leaving at seven. So it was February 11th, 2020. Damn. And oh 2020? Yes, 2020. February 11th, 2020 and so i was like okay i can't miss this opportunity twice like i already learned from my mistakes i'm not a diva i'm not too good for anyone so you know let's let's go see what happens yeah so i did a photo shoot with her i went i went with a friend um and we started taking photos the first outfit outside of her hotel just some street cool photos with taxis and all that stuff and she really liked how I was taking the photos, like the way that I was directing her. Um, that I made her comfortable in front of the camera and posing and modeling and all yeah, that.
0: That's a whole different art right there.
2: Yes, definitely. That's <laughs> that's Honestly, that's one of the biggest things that separates a good photographer from Making an amateur Making so one. comfortable in like, direction. It's, it's more than just a camera and shooting photos and knowing your lighting. Yep. I've always said that. It's such a personal experience. Yeah if The model doesn't feel comfortable, you're yep. not gonna get good photos. Yep, nope. And something I do always that I mean is easier for me to communicate like that is to pose the way that I want the models to pose. And you know, like as a guy, I yeah. do like all these girly poses, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, they they feel comfortable as girls doing them because I'm doing them, yeah, yeah, so they can visually see so, exactly what you're saying, exactly. So it Gets the message across and, and yeah. you know, you get better results. Mm-hmm. But, so she felt the trust and everything. We went back to her, her hotel room. She was gonna get her second outfit. outfit. And I stayed on the hall with my friend. And before she went in to change, she told me like, hey, so Pamalier and I are looking, the number one blogger in Mexico. She's like Pamela and I are looking for the for a photographer to come to Milan Fashion Week with us. Damn. We're going to pay for everything. If you want to come, you can just like you just need to buy your flight and that's all. Damn. But we'll take care of all, all, everything. Like, all everything. Like hotel, everything. Hotel. Sheesh. I was going I was staying with her with I, I was going to stay with them. Yeah. Uh all ubers, anything food, yeah. everything souvenirs. Like, <laughs> souvenirs. <laughs> Damn, let's go. <laughs> um so she's like do you want to come with us and i'm like uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> duh like who doesn't want to go like, who doesn't yes, want to go be course! never <laughs> been to europe yeah and she's inviting me to milan fashion week like wow. my work is taking me to europe for the first time i'm like how good can this get yeah. how how much better can this get and it gets better yeah so okay so before that i was with this other model that i had met in art hearts fashion in new york fashion week Mm -hmm. the first time i went yelena hernandez she's one of my best friends she's like a top model she's the best photos the biggest covers that i've ever done are Mm -hmm. with her okay so she's a cuban barbie Mm -hmm. she's one of the um yeah like definitely my best photos are with her yeah so she told me a few days before like hey so i'm gonna go to paris fashion week if you want to come like you can stay with me and we'll shoot there she just she she wanted a photographer to take photos of her yeah she didn't say like expenses paid for anything it was just like if you want to make it to paris you got a place to stay right my hotel in my five-star hotel with a balcony to the eiffel tower like (laughs) amazing view so you know and I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm going for sure. Like, yeah, I'm going 100%. That was like two weeks later. Okay. Mm. So, and then last day in New York Fashion Week, I shoot with this girl. She invites me to Milan Fashion Week and I'm like, okay, yes, for sure. She goes back in the room and my friend tells me like, oh my God, you need to take this opportunity. I'm like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, but like, you need to ask her like, like the information. Cause I think Milan Fashion Week is like in a week or something like very soon. I'm like, okay. I asked her, she tells me, you got to be in Milan Fashion Week in like February 18th. Like you got to be there by then. Yeah. Damn. And it's February 11th. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in New York still. I need to go back to San Diego. I have four shoots booked when I get back. Fuck that. I'm going to be to Europe.
0: <laughs> I'm not, I, I
2: don't have a password. <laughs> I need to get ready for a trip. And if I'm going to do... Milan cause they're taking me. I'm also obviously gonna go to Paris cause I already have the invite. So I just need to take like a flight or a bus or a train very, or whatever. Very and, easy though, honestly. Yeah, so, but I had no idea cause gotcha. it was my first time sure. going to Europe and I had like five yeah. days or six days to figure it out. Yeah. Mm. So I come to San Diego, I do some photo shoots at night. I can't sleep. I'm like, well, I can never sleep at night. <laughs> I go to bed real late, but I'm like looking at flights and I buy my flight six days before flying to milan i buy my flight to milan to europe for the first time Damn. and i plan a trip for five weeks Gee. so because i love traveling yeah so i had to go to all these different countries while i was there obviously mm-hmm. um and i started trying to get ready i'm going crazy because i don't know what's best there's so many options on traveling between countries i don't know anything so mm-hmm. i'm going crazy and then i'm just like fuck it i'll just Go to Milan, and then I'll figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's the best way and to do it. And that's what think. I did. Yeah, it's the best so, way.
2: So six days later, I flew to Milan. I arrived, and and then, yeah, it was Milan. I was in Milan Fashion Week. That's sick. And it was great because they were referring me to other influencers. Like, mm-hmm. this, I shot with this influencer that has over 3 million followers. Beautiful Colombian. Amazing personality. She paid me full price. And I think she even gave me extra. A tip. <laughs> and I was in Milan with like and, living the yeah, dream. In Milan, <laughs> uh, amazing backgrounds, or or in Paris. Yeah. And it was just crazy. Like they were referring me to all this work and like another designer for handbags from this designer from New York that had a showroom or something in Paris. And yeah. I did so much work. And I didn't spend my money, like, like, other than my flight, pretty much. Yeah. And then between Milan and Paris, I went to all these different countries. Then I made it to Paris Fashion Week, and I still had more, more work. I literally arrived to Paris, and they didn't book me for Like, they didn't tell me, like, oh, we want you in Paris as well, because they already had someone there. Mm. But when I arrived, they loved my photos, both of them we're in love with my work are they seeing me. your work
0: through instagram or through your portfolio your, yeah, your website instagram instagram <laughs> fuck yeah. that's just dude the word, instagram <laughs> is so powerful guys it like, is if you use it right yeah so i'm telling you i'm telling you better like your your work is like not to dick right but goddamn, your shit is dope as fuck. like you're the <laughs> definition of like high that's like high fashion for yeah. me man like yeah dude because it's Thank really you. one of a kind like i don't see there's a ton of like portrait photographers here but mm-hmm. like they all kind of look the same to me. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just like, bro, I know when you're, sh- I know, oh, that's Adrian. It's obviously, bro. Like, it's easy to tell, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank
1: you. We've had, we've had people here. It's like, I like, look up to Adrian. Yeah. Really? No, real yeah no, real yeah, talk. No, real yeah. talk. We're not, oh, we're not big cool. Like, yeah. we say, like, your shit is, I don't know, I don't know if it's because you're constantly evolving, which we preach in this fucking episode. And this and this podcast is like, you always want to evolve. You never want to mm-hmm. be like, stagnant totally. with your work. Alberto evolves, I evolve. We're always looking, and that's why I told you when it's like, it's like, dude, I've looked through your feed, and like, you looks like you're constantly changing. Sometimes, man, your work is so good because I'm, a, I just recently, well, I say I'm an avid, um, off-camera, mm-hmm. studio, quote unquote, off-camera uh, flash. But with your work, sometimes I'm like, damn, like, did he use, did you use like a fucking, um, uh, what is it, a sun, R- the a vector, sun, the Did he reflector, uh, natural light? Because I can't tell, and that's what makes you like unique, good, and unique because and then especially i love your new work um which is a little bit inspired me but with your new work i don't know um you, you've quoted a, bu- a couple the of Baroque, for yeah, like shoot. the like oh this is you were saying something or, about um i got inspired because of some art thing. david la yeah something like that yeah the, and like your shadows, like the guy that looks like jesus yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it was like a, a swipe it was a swipe yeah um uh, but anyways mm-hmm. so like i looked at that photo and i was like holy shit this is like a combination with the off-camera flash because it looks obviously it's in the studio mm-hmm. but you're raising the shadows you're doing something different where it's like damn that's adrian's work and that's like makes you unique and that, that's I'm what i love about like junkie yeah <laughs> and how, how how did you come about that how did you know like like damn it's time for adrian's time for a switch up like switch it up like there's a lot of like competition here better question uh-huh how do you deal with the new competition of off-camera flash? Because it was the orange teal look. A lot of people were doing. A lot of photographers were doing orange teal. Fucking, uh, I don't know. Weird as yeah, thing. I actually. went through that stage like, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went to like. And now I'm I'm noticing a lot of people are doing off-camera flash. They, they might have like a speed light and try to replicate the 8200 speed light. Or, or, or how do you com- how do you uh, deal with competition?
2: I don't care about competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Great see answers. competition as uh, an inspiration. Okay. You know? It's... I mean, it's hard when it's like a competition that's taking my clients and my money. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to do. But it motivates me because... There you go. Since I'm so... Um, like like such a... What's it called? A competitor. A com- I'm so competitive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Always. I'm like... Okay, why did they pick this person over me? Was it probably the prices or <laughs> not, the, not the quality Most likely. definitely Most likely. <laughs> um or you know like or, or how can this guy that's getting booked for all this amazing forces with all this amazing like celebrities and influencers like what's separating me from them? Like what's what's our difference? Yeah. Like is it their style? Is it that they're good at networking? Is it's really a combination of everything? But when I see like an artwork that really inspires me, like I don't see I I I don't see the competition because I feel like every person, every photographer, every, literally every person is at their own time and their time is now and they're you know they're living their own journey. Yeah. So you can compete with someone you can you can look at, I don't know, let's say let david LeChapelle's work and compared to mine because he has what 30 40 years of experience or something yeah. and i only have like eight so there's levels man you know it's experience it's 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 every, like you said every it's like, every you said, it's like you said, your, your opportunity it's
0: gonna come sooner than later like maybe it's not right now but i mean shit from based on your stories i feel like you've you're doing more than any photographer I know. That's for yeah. sure. So like you're doing something right. So you got to keep that in perspective. Like, yo, I, feel like I got flown out to Milan to Paris. Yeah, yeah. I'm meeting all these people shooting with all these influencers. They're paying me, no negotiation. None of that bullshit. It's like yeah. where a lot of photographers are like, fuck, I wish I was in Adrian's shoes right now. Yeah. yeah. So and you got to, you got to remember yeah. like, yo, you're doing something right.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and, you, and, and um, you fit the par, man. Like, like looking through your grid okay. and like looking at everything that you've done. It's like, you don't just shoot fashion. You are fashion because, like I've seen. Oh, you always I mean, you, drips. You, don't, you have yeah. a beanie right now. You have a beanie, but you have pink oh, oh. hair. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and, and one point i saw you had a pink beard at one point i had a and, pink beard for a burning man no and, and and like you are fucking it's like it's like it's like you live a, it yeah like you have a brush and like you dip that shit and that's you that's that you live in it that's my you head that it, you, you don't you don't <laughs> fake it till you make it nowadays from from seeing your brand like your brand speaks editorial your brand speaks yes totally i am what i fucking shoot and that's yeah. that's that's the beauty of it and that's what we wanted you to have in this podcast because a lot of, a lot of photographers videographers out there who 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 wanna do it are are driven not because of passion, but because like, man, that's an easy buck. That's an easy buck you can mm-hmm. do it on Sunday. It's very easy. It's they, very tempting. They see me making good money like on weekends and I have a full time job, they like, say, I can be Peter, like I just need a good camera, this and that. But no, you have to have a you have to be driven. That's what you that's what you are the definition of driven. Uh, and that's what I love about your story.
0: Adrian, what's uh where where is it that you wanna to get to, man? Like what is your end goal as far as like who do you wanna shoot? Like who is yeah. I know you have you got to have at least four or five names of people like, yo, I want to shoot this person one day. Yeah.
2: That's a great or, question. Or brand, or
0: brand. It doesn't have to be an actual person.
2: I mean, that's a really, I mean.
0: Put it I, out there, man, manifest like,
2: it. I'm What's really open to whatever the universe has for me, you know? Yeah. I just know that I'm doing something I'm passionate about and that I want to do bigger things. hmm and for me bigger things means working with bigger brands bigger designers you know getting more to like not just the designers that are in in fashion week in la or in miami or in new york but the ones that are in milan you know like get to you know fendi chanel there you go get to those big designers you know that would be amazing what's yeah. your favorite fucking brand
1: what's what's your, like your your creme de la creme brand that you would you would wish to shoot and you would be like, damn, I'm, I'm fucking. I'll I major made you The photographer,
2: yeah, I made it. Oof. what's your favorite brand? Question. So,
0: don't think too I, hard. Man. I'm not it's a,
2: fun. I'm not a big fan of Gucci, uh-huh. like the the actual clothes. But I love their creative direction, like their styling. The all the photos are uh, one of my biggest inspirations for sure. Because I have always been inspired by David LaChapelle, and he does big productions with a lot of models, and everyone's doing something. And it's he's a director for Gucci. To, no, oh. he's a he's just a very famous photographer that okay. shoots with all the celebrities and okay, has gotcha. shot with all the celebrities. Okay, and very creative. Mm-hmm. So he's the main inspiration of my in the beginning photo shoot where I did like those Jesus theme, like mm. kind yeah. of bi- biblical yeah, yeah, that's type of it. shoot. Yeah, and then my second part of that shoot was the Baroque shoot that I recently did, uh, where I had like I was directing eighteen people on set. Damn including models, makeup artists, uh, set stylist, assistant, everything. So that's what that's that's something I would like to do like big production like that. For big brands, Gucci um, I love all the creative direction because they come up with like really interesting concepts and really cool, innovative uh, ideas and yeah. just new stuff you know every time. Uh, Chanel very classic very luxurious and very just high end I love that too Mm -hmm. Um, Balmain is also amazing I love Balmain Um, yeah I mean I would say shooting for those big brands is one of my biggest goals for Mm -hmm. sure but again I'm really open to see where this takes me you know because like that's kind of my focus that's what I want to shoot for but I'm open. It looks like, like you're having a lot of fun. I'm just them. trying to not have expectations, you know. Because, right. Like I definitely try to have some goals that I where I want to get to, but no expectations. Right. That's I love that. And you've
1: shot for fucking uh, pretty big uh, shoot covers, bazaar. Yeah, haven't big, you? Or, Bizarre, yeah sh-
0: Like I don't your cover like yeah. they're fucking tight, man. I did
2: a photo shoot for my first like big cover in a magazine was La mm. Uh, the next one was Harper's Bazaar. Mm. um the next one was glamour Damn! And how does that feel man
1: i know so
2: great like when i th- so love Sale, i was like not like, a huge fan of when i did harper's bazaar i was like i made it i am <laughs> in the cover of harper's uh, bazaar damn. and i brought up like i brought a team together in san diego with creatives from san diego the I directed and everything and, and, it and just made it happen. You know, I mean, it's a teamwork. The stylist, is, she's a stylist from Balmain. She mm-hmm. works with private clients. Um, the model is really the one that gave us all the opportunity, mm-hmm. but I put everything together. So that was one of my biggest, that's probably my biggest cover so far. Yeah. Um, and this same model Yelena wanted me to shoot for the cover of Vogue. Damn. But because my stupid portfolio was not updated, oh. when she sent Vogue my portfolio, she's like, "This is a photographer I want." They're like, "Ah, oh, no." She probably was. They were probably like you when you check my portfolio. Like, ah, oh, this doesn't look. This is like, great <laughs> so It's good. Yeah. It's alright. I, I, like I hope that
0: motivated you to update it. So, so it doesn't seem like fuck. it because you saw it recently. <laughs> hey, so, what
1: question, question I have for you, Adrian? so so when so when these um like cover shoots are are uh, coming at you is there like um like oh here's my final edit on lightroom or is there like oh like um is there a process where like okay like there's an editorial process where like you submit it and then they go like oh we don't like this though we don't like this we don't like this or is it like here's my like here's revisions my final, yeah revisions it's never happened to me but
2: on that Vogue cover mm-hmm. <laughs> so the photographer the vo- like so she they didn't prove me so they went with someone else another photographer that she picked um as a second option and she he definitely had a lot of like great work mm-hmm. he's he's an amazing photographer like incredible and super local great guy he's from la okay, okay. uh well originally from mexico sonora i think okay. fidel Mm. um but he does a lot of high fashion beauty editorial and all that stuff glam yeah. he's also make he started as a makeup artist so he has that like beauty uh, um mindset and, yeah. and style and yeah so and it was for vogue beauty it was it's like uh i think like a different higher like, standard vogue no no i wouldn't say higher but it's like a different like niche of Vogue mm, okay. for makeup and okay. all that. So for just like beauty in general. Mm-hmm. So he definitely had all the portfolio for that and Vogue was like, okay, we're going with him. Okay. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I was this close yeah. to shooting for the cover of Vogue. Yeah. And but I mean I was I still went and I assisted the photo shoot. And you know, I was even giving light advice to the photographer, and, you know, value. like, Hey, you know, like, I, I don't want to be like, Oh, I know more than you. And like, I, I you know, I don't want to be that person Overstep on set. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I like, if he asks, or if he's like doubtful and stuff, and I may say something and then ask for more, then I'll give him my perspective, right. like what I would do and this and that. So, you know, I was there, I was helping her model and, you know, do some poses cause it was yeah. a nude photo shoot. So yeah, they, then like the next day, after they sent the photos out to vogue vogue was like mm, you need to reshoot this Damn. with this lighting and this and this and that i'm like well that would have not been the case <laughs> with me
1: <laughs> oh so sh- here's a good question because no, but <laughs> a photographer is a photographer when you shoot when you shoot um uh like cover photos do they mostly want like less shadows and more overexposed more definition of like it changes a lot like every magazine is different so
2: sometimes they'll give you some direction sometimes they'll give you a mood board of what they want Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes they'll just leave it up to you okay sometimes they're super strict so okay it depends on the magazine um and the editor i mean if the
0: magazine gives you like yo free range (laughs) is like man they really trust you man yeah Yeah. because i i if i were to guess i assume it a mood board
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah but so, so i think most of them do right. at least give a mood yeah board, i but... mean they, they can't let you just you' yo do <laughs> just fucking do your thing bro like, yeah
1: <laughs> so we haven't even spoke about it what's your setup right now let's say oh, yeah, cam- uh, let's,
0: let's get nerdy with the camera gear yeah. man
1: um let's say a uh, influencer from San Diego hits you up like yo i want this your look what what off-camera flash are you bringing what camera are you bringing what lens are you bringing i'm like shut up and look at my work <laughs> so camera what, gear is what's your basic bullshit. Setup? what's your, no, what's your up, man what you were saying
0: <laughs>
2: what's your basic setup? camera gear is bullshit just pick any camera, give me a Rebel, give me anything. I'll make magic. yeah. I have, I have, I don't have a great setup. I have 6D Mark II, mm-hmm. which is the cheapest full frame in the market, basically, or well, for Canon. Um, a Godox ca- like camera flash uh, that I have a remote. So I always use it off camera. I have Alien Beast flashes for studio. Even though now I mostly rent studios, it's just easier. Yeah. Um. Lenses. But lenses. I have a f2.8, which is my baby, and that's my favorite lens. Ninety-nine percent of my work I shoot with that. And I have a sixteen twenty-eight two point eight Tokina, or Tamron. Yeah. I don't know. I always get those mixed, but yeah. one of those. No primes. No prime. I used to have a fifty, and I was like, Nah, I'll sell it. Yeah. Man, so, two
0: two polar opposites one prime shooter and you
2: zoom and shooter from, from yeah.
1: like what i like as a photographer photographer depo- like mm-hmm. most of your photography looks like 35 mil ish i don't know if you, if you even notice most of it is 24 it. 24 yeah because some of them i wasn't asking you that some uh-huh. of them do look a little wide angle like the distortion I love wide angle but no i know but yeah. like your um your swipe ones they look like 35 ish just because like the, the the way the body looks, it yeah. looks look flat. I mean, I play around since it's yeah. a zoom lens. I
2: just play around. But yeah. like twenty four to seventy. That's that's the range. That's so you, the range you, you that just, I you use. You just fucking whatever
1: feels comfortable. Probably when from
2: twenty four to like probably mostly forty. Yeah. That's that's my my main mm-hmm. uh, range. Okay, but because
0: yeah, most of your shoots are definitely wider shots, and they're yeah, not I too just tight, love wide angles. Not a tight focal length. Before
2: before I had this camera. Before I upgraded, I had a seventy D which I shot a lot of amazing work. And that's why I'm like, the camera is just a tool. Like for me, yeah. the camera and I said it and I've said it like in, in the podcast. Yeah. And I've said it with every photographer that asked me for my equipment and my gear and all that. I'm like, Doesn't don't matter. care. Like you should not care about the camera. It's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. For me, it's 5% yeah. of the actual photo. The gear that you use. Unless you want to make it big, okay, yeah, of course you need more megapixels and stuff. Right, yeah, but for me it's like five, m- maybe ten percent the body bo- of the camera because yeah. it's like okay, yeah, it's it's a good camera, process colors and everything. After editing, you don't realize if it's Canon colors, Sony colors, Nikon colors. Yeah, not. like it's there's so much more into yeah. photography, modeling, posing, angles, lighting, yep. um, creative direction. exposure, creative direction, styling. That's makeup yeah. hair every like there's so much more than just the camera yeah. it's like
0: but 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 the young creator out there man wants to flex their fucking 1dx mark 3 or their fucking oh, a7 yeah. r4 with their g master lenses like that's <laughs> that's the cool thing on the internet though man
1: like yeah. you said you brought, a, you, you brought up a good point if you don't want to blow it up don't invest on that extra like it's not, it's, it's not necessary especially
0: when most images are going straight to the internet yeah, like, so.
2: exactly yeah exactly i most of what i choose is just internet and any camera nowadays is good for any print right. like any yeah. magazine print like honestly it's it's ridiculous like unless you want to do a billboard okay yeah you need a bigger camera Yeah, yeah. but most of the time is internet and that's all and you don't need something n- crazy nothing yeah, crazy. I love it. Eh? So. We, we it's
0: been ninety minutes of us talking, and you <laughs> wow. pretty much saying, "Fuck the gear. We don't need the gear. <laughs> like, we don't need the gear. No. Oh, awesome. Just give me anything and awesome, man. We'll well, make it happen." So there you have it, guys. The dude that's been Sheesh. flying to Paris, Milan, all over Europe, shooting Ba-da-bing, all these ba-da-boom. bloggers, influencers says, "Fuck your camera gear. Just get whatever camera you have in your hands and make that shit fucking work and study it, man. Yes, sir. So.
2: The best camera is the one that you have at the moment that you need it." that's awesome
0: man um something i'm noticing in this conversation is that you're involved a lot in the creative creative process as far as direction goes so when you're seeing you're directing all these like people like do you do you see yourself being like a head director to let's say a vogue for example like i could see that kind of happening and i mean i didn't know you had this talent because that that is another talent to have as far as like delegating people what to do it's really hard to do that hiring people and all that yeah
2: oh yeah I love creative direction, um, and I definitely want to do that more for music videos or just videos in general or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I want to do more creative direction because um, a lot of the times I do it in my photo shoots when it's something super creative. And, like, when I do a collaboration, nowadays it's it's really, like, it's very rare. Yeah. Um, but when I do a collaboration, I really try to, like just have everything Mm -hmm. like i I create a mood board that like that shows my ideas and my i don't know like i i I want to really showcase something different and something that's gonna be like crazy like everyone's gonna be like whoa like so i try to innovate
1: i try to get new ideas um and so, do you have like multiple hairstylists? Like, like oh, like I'm gonna hire this hairstylist because she fits this. Or do you have your, like your network as yeah. far as like who to hire for certain shoots?
2: So, okay, I have my makeup artist, Carlos mm-hmm. G Beauty. Uh He became one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. We we met like two years ago, but we didn't talk for like a, a whole year. Yeah, when I came back from Milan, mm-hmm. uh, or well, from all that Euro trip, um. I was in Mexico for like three months and then I came back to San Diego when they were like reopening for the first time and I saw some of his work and I was like, whoa, like like he was making some amazing head pieces and I was like, that's what I like. Like Mm -hmm. makeup artists, I get a lot of makeup artists reach out to me like wanting to collab and collab, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, like, if you want to be a makeup artist and really stand out and really work with photographers that are really talented, yeah. you need to do something different. Cause yeah. you go to makeup artist page and you see iPhone photos with a ring light and <laughs> yeah, you really know, like, just like uh, follow quinceanera a or, yeah. Yeah. or like the Diaz and everything. So it's, a it's a wedding like, with them. yeah, okay. Like, I mean,
1: <laughs> you may like, have made- like a- <laughs> <laughs> I learned the fucking shadow. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up that we're laughing don't <laughs> <I know>, fuck. <laughs>
1: You have such a dark.
0: No, you gotta do what you, gotta, you gotta do. I get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to give some perspective yeah, to people, we love you know, it. like we love being real. If, if, if you have that kind of stuff, you need to do something different to stand out. Right. Or else you're gonna look like everyone else. Yep. Yeah. And what Carlos did was that he started taking some photos of himself with interesting lighting. It it looked yeah. like it was not like professional. But he was really being creative and he was taking photos of himself, wearing his head, his own headpieces, doing his own makeup. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Mm-hmm. And like, what is he doing? Yeah. And when we met the first time, he was like everyone else. Oh, I want to work with you. I'm like, okay. I see your Instagram. It's like, whatever. I mean, makeup, like good makeup. You see a lot of good makeup. There's a lot of really talented makeup artists, but usually you see the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So a year later, when we started, like, when I saw that he was posting all these photos that he was taking of himself with his uh, headpieces and stuff, I was like, bro, we need to work together. Yeah. Like, I this is sick. And if all the stuff that you're doing, you do it with me, uh, like, uh, with professional photography, mm-hmm. like, we're going to do something crazy. Because yeah. this is super creative and it's, like, very high fashion and I love it. Yeah. So... Yeah, we talked about it. So we, not, we wanted to plan something. It's not
0: all just about the talent. It's also about the way you market yourself.
2: Oh,
1: 100%. Branding you, is could be, like,
0: you could be the most talented person, but if you look at, like the yeah. 20 photographers out there, it's like, bro, how are you going to stick out?
1: Yeah, but you're also good at sniffing like the potential because like you said mm-hmm. like if if, if if you're doing this with fucking phone pics imagine what we mean you can do right? yeah so so that's great man so so you built your team off of that by sniffing it like like seeing the potential of what your pictures can do with their work yeah right
2: yeah totally i saw i saw a lot of potential just from those photos i was like if I was, if I took the photos of him with this exact makeup and hair, or well, no, he's bald, but <laughs> with this exact makeup and uh, like the headpieces and all that, yeah, um, we can create some crazy stuff. Yeah. So I told him, let's do something. So I started like kind of testing him out. I was referring him to some of my clients and seeing how he would do with lifestyle photo shoots yeah. and this and that and whatever. And I was like, "Wow, his work is clean. He's mm-hmm. good, very perfectionist, very clean makeup."
0: And I'm assuming he's skin, professional as everything. well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has all the titles and has been doing it for a while. So for any so.
0: any any like person that want, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure your DMs are flooded as far as like the collaboration aspect. Like, what is it that you're, you that you would tell them? Like, hey, man, if you want to catch my eye.
1: What's your standard?
2: Well, at this point, I'm like, like if I really see something that I like, I'll be like, okay, this person, I need to work with this person. If I see something that it's like, um, that that it really stands out, like it's like very high fashion and creative and they're doing something that just looks different. Mm -hmm. I'll kind of like put a tab and be like, okay, whenever I need someone, I'll like, I'll work with these people. The people that ask me to to collab, I usually just say like, well, I don't really do collabs, but if you wanna do a photo shoot with me for your portfolio, I'm willing to do that and I can give you a good deal, blah 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 right. and just try to sell it. Like I see it more as a lead than as a potential like future yeah. team, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I that th- I think you just have to really brand, like learn about branding and marketing and really just understand how, I mean, just be picky. Like mm-hmm. you see something you like, why do you like it? You know, start questioning why you like the stuff you like, why this person's like this, why this person is so talented and his work stands out or this or that. And then just do that with yourself. Like just be picky with the stuff that you put out. That's why I'm telling you like, I don't only do fashion. I do everything I'm asked for, but I brand myself the way that I want to people right. that are in the fashion industry to like my work and want to work with me. Right? Mm-hmm. Cause I could post like, I could post for like three years straight every day and yeah. have content, yeah. you know, but I'm really picky with my work because what I'm showing is what people are, it's like the first impression. It's like a handshake. It's your fucking brand. So yeah. what they see on your feed, it's gonna it is gonna be their perspective of your work. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have like anything interesting, then it's gonna be like a whatever, like next. Right. You know? Yeah.
0: No, I totally I totally agree with you because there's there's stuff that I shoot that will never see the light of day because it just <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't go along with my oh, brand. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I I could totally relate with what you're saying, man. Um, mm-hmm. as we're wrapping up, man, can you give the creative gang one horror story you ever had with a client? Yeah, Her and story. you don't have to drop names unless you really want to, but something went you don't have to drop yeah. numbers unless you really want to, but something juicy,
1: something went sour. You learn from it, <laughs> just my friend's just working right now. Like he's you know. like, which one of the
0: 800?
2: Okay, this honestly happens often, yeah, just
0: something they can think of, and you don't have to go too crazy with it, yeah. but. Something that you had that you had to deal with, and what was your solution, or, or how'd you resolve that,
1: or how'd you, what'd you learn from it?
0: Yeah.
2: So, okay, which one should I pick? So, A or B. Okay. <laughs> Let's see the...
0: the one that's more. No, traumatic. that's that's
2: too
1: obvious. <laughs> oh, no, damn. Too obvious. he's watching.
2: He's <laughs> yeah. watching. Not like
1: I care. Yeah. about huh? Um. Maybe whatever. Your biggest. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Fuck I'll just, it, I'll rip it, it. Oh, and the fucking Frank, give that thumbs up. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, cheers, yeah. let's go. Thank you for man. So,
2: a recent a shoot. I'm I'm not even gonna be specific, but no, you you don't, know, no specifics. This is a yeah. recent a shoot that I did, did with um, 18 people.
1: Damn, it's <laughs> <That's> pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: okay, so I have... <laughs>
1: Think about It was in the frame, bro.
0: (laughs) Keep it a stack with us. (laughs) It was in the frame, man. You don't have to drop names, bro, I'm telling you. No,
2: but the thing is just I'd create this mood board and, like, I had everything so specific and all that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to be there and check on everyone because I was so busy with work. Mm -hmm. And then
0: one... What do you mean you weren't able to be there? You weren't present at the shoot?
2: I wasn't present because, okay, so I was shooting... That
0: day, I was in Beverly Hills, okay, shooting
2: at, um, James Goldstein's forty million dollar mansion Damn. with Yelena Inoska, two big influencers and models, mm-hmm. like the for the cover of uh, my first cover of Glamour magazine. Okay, mm. and that same day, I had uh, th- this like big fortune in San Diego, uh, so I like everything got delayed. A makeup artists canceled, and everything. But- so we were running late. And when I was finally able to leave, I was in LA and I had to come to Hendo Studios. I was like, everyone was waiting for me. Like, I I think call Town was at like even, 1 or even 2 the, p.m. Even the talent? Yeah, I mean, kind of waiting for me, but it was, you know, the pre-production, like yeah, yeah, yeah. makeup, okay, hair, gotcha, and gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. styling and all that, like Takes set time. styling and all that stuff. Yeah. I had already given them direction, but I would have loved to be there because it was all my concept. Mm. I gave them all my ideas and everything. And it was all my concept. And so since I was late, I wasn't able to be there before they did the makeup, the hair, the styling, the everything. Yeah. So I got there and everything was almost ready for me to shoot. So I yeah. just I really started focusing on the lighting. Yeah. And when I saw the, the work that this one hairstylist did, I was like... <laughs> What the fuck?
0: This wasn't what you Bro. wanted? It was like completely opposite Damn. of what you wanted or? It
2: was my vision. crazy. It was, it was, there was a couple things that were kind of my vision and it was supposed to be edgy, mm. but like Baroque, like very like Renaissance Baroque era. Like it, it was supposed to look like a painting, yeah. but the models were going to have like very modern, like a modern turn, like androgynous models. Okay. And like, interesting hair but baroque mm-hmm. and so i just feel like this hairstylist wanted to stand out and she wanted to be the star he wanted to be she the wants star to Take
1: her own direction
2: and so he made some wigs i never saw anything beforehand i think he sent me like a video and i was like uh <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I mean, all right. I'll trust you. You know, like I, I told everyone, do what you feel like. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm having you here because I trust in your creative direction, uh, creative creative uh, process, and your artistic vision. So this is my concept. This is exactly what I want. Like very specific. But take it and do what you want. Like do do what you know. How you translate it to your work? Yeah. But I feel like he just really wanted to stand out and made these wigs that were like crazy wigs. I was like, not just me, everyone was like, "What the fuck?"
0: Did you? Were you? No one
2: really said it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I like the model came up to me like, "So this is my wig." They were like, and bing, they were "I good. was like,
0: no." <laughs> They're pretty much waiting for the boss to say. So something. we changed yeah.
2: it and stuff. Like the models were, yeah, they yeah. were like yeah but um yeah and there was some wigs dyed in like crazy colors it was crazy so and then, did you
0: did you change anything or did you did you proceed with the shoot
2: so no i proceeded with the shoot because it was already late i was already mm-hmm. kind of late for for you know to change anything yeah and you know we were running late like mm-hmm. so it very rushed. you know i had all this pressure like all these people on set like I don't want to take all their time. If ever because it was a collaboration, everyone was collaborating. Got it. Um, but it was like a very artistic concept. So when I do whenever I do a collaboration and I invite people to come collaborate with me, I'm respecting their work because I know I'm gonna bring them value. Yeah. So yeah, like whenever it's like a photo shoot where it's like commercial stuff, like I'll try to pay everyone whenever I can. But if I'm asking someone to collaborate, it's because I'm really going to bring value with my, what I'm going to be doing. So I was expecting a lot from everyone and I was like expecting them to, you know, follow the concept that I, that I was doing, but, you know, giving, giving it some of their twist. Yeah. But they just went like this, this guy just went crazy with the styling of the, like hairstyles and like the wigs and stuff. And I was like, "Mm, Okay. I did it anyway, but, like, everyone agreed with me. I was so not the just only one that it brought it yeah, up. It okay, was yeah. just like, what the fuck are the wigs? Yes, yeah, What the fuck? You killed so, it, though, man,
1: because I didn't fucking notice it.
2: You know what? Because I spent four hours in
0: Photoshop. <laughs> this, is, this goes back to you I'm being out. in Photoshop at the age of 12 right <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Connect oh, the dots.
2: Damn. Damn. That's hilarious. So, man. yeah, I I had to fix the hair. Like, there was this guy with pink hair. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, pink hair is (laughs) badass. But not in my photo shoot. (laughs) So,
0: um, when you... Are are these images out? Yeah. Okay, so when you put these images out, I'm sure you had some sort of, like, pushback as far as the style. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, hey, why would you change my shit? Yeah,
2: I didn't say... No, okay, so... Or did you give him a heads up prior? The the drama comes after, also. Because... Yeah, I did, I did, um, I edited the, edited the photos. Right. There was a wig that was like red and then yellow and then orange and then yellow again. And then I was like, yeah. that was ugly as fuck. Yeah. Mm. But I didn't say anything on set because th- there was nothing yeah. to change, you know, right. like it would have taken too much time or anything to fix. So I was like, fuck, I'll have to Photoshop. It. Yeah. So yeah. I just had to make the wigs like n- normal colors. Right. So they didn't stand out like and not fit with the theme. So, yeah, it took me hours of editing just fixing this work that was unnecessary. But did you tell the, the, the designer,
0: like, hey, bro, like, why, like, this isn't what I asked for? I didn't. You just kind of, like, I so didn't because
2: I was like, you know what, like, whatever, I'll just do my job and do it. My concept, I still have the power of editing, so yeah. I'll do it. If they say something, I'll explain, you know. That's the best I'll, definition I'll of my... uh,
0: the best definition of uh fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Which you'd never want to hear. Say, oh no,
2: I'll have to fix it in post. Yeah. So so yeah, I I fixed it in post. But but it it took me a while because, you know, a collaboration, I can't prioritize it. And if it's a personal project like that, it will take me months to finish editing it. Because I ended up with 62 photos, 62 final edited, fully edited photos that I edited myself. And, you know, it's multiple models in the image. So it's a lot of editing and very I'm very picky, especially if it's something that I'm creating and that I came up with the concept and I did hours and hours and hours of looking for inspiration and creating a mood board and all that then i will be very picky until the project is yeah, it's done your, it's your baby exactly so um so yeah i was yeah. very picky until that and everyone was very understanding except for guess who stylist. yes <laughs> well i mean he-, he was the one that messaged me first like hey so like i know you're busy but do you know where the photos like, do you know when you're going to have a friend? I was like, uh, shut up. I'm busy. Like
0: (laughs) I'm fixing your bullshit. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Like, stop. Like I can't, I can't. So yeah, took me a month. I didn't reply actually. And a month later, he's like, comes up to me like very pissed. Like, okay, so I'm pissed now. Like, where are my photos? I'm going to sue you and this and that. What? I'm like, like, dude, we're, it was a collaboration. No one got paid. Like, I spend more if anything, I, more lost,
0: I lost money because I got the studio.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. So it it was like, just like fuck. Yeah. I think he just took it to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just mad because he didn't have the photos and because I didn't reply. Yeah. Being sassy. <laughs> but, but yeah, he just he just went a little crazy with that, and I was like, ah. <clears throat> uh, so what's like, something you think? Just you could- like, dude, chill. I'll get the photos, but it's not my priority right now because yeah. I have paid work and I gotta pay rent. You know. Yeah. So I'll get them for when sure I, yeah. when I have the time, and yeah. I'm definitely like, it's not just you. There's 17 more people that are waiting for the photos. Right. I'm not gonna turn like, uh, like let those people down with. Uh, I'm never gonna send the photos or anything. But I'm very picky, and it's 62 photos that I edited, so it took a while. Like, I had to do that between other projects and then hold off because I was traveling so much. And so, you know, it took me three months to deliver. Like, it is a lot. But there's this quote that I always remember. And I'm not super proud to always say that because I do take long sometimes to finish projects. But it says that uh, people forget how fast you did a job, but they remember how well you did it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, if it's an artistic right. project, yeah. you know, a painter takes ninety hours painting a painting. Yeah, so, so you know, one it's thing be- the same. Yeah,
1: one thing before you leave, as a photographer, to a photographer, what is your average time to let's say a uh, uh, one single post? I'm not talking about mm-hmm. sc- uh, you know, uh, fucking swipe through. Let's say you have one picture, and how long is the average to that it takes you to edit that one photo?
0: He's asking more for himself, as you could tell. No, because
1: I have my own time. I've always said my time on this podcast, but I want to know, as Sandy goes best, how <laughs> long does it take you, like, for real, like, from start to finish? One post, one picture, that's it.
2: Um, most of my photos, actually, maybe all of my posts are carousels, mm-hmm. and I just post, like, a full photo shoot or, like, multiple image of that photo shoot. Right. But if I'm, like, okay, I took this photo, I'm going to edit it and, like, till the end. Yeah. Probably, let's say, if I'm really doing, like, a really uh, intense edit where I'm, like, Mm -hmm. editing every detail, probably take me, let's say, like, 10 to 15 minutes on on Lightroom if I'm being very picky. Mm -hmm. Probably, like, 10 minutes on Lightroom to being very picky. And then in Photoshop, um, another... I mean, it could take up to an hour. You yeah. know, like yeah. it used to take me up to four hours to edit one photo. Yep. Right now, I have my workflow more efficient, so it. I think editing a photo will take me an hour, like
1: yeah, something like that. Sounds about right.
0: It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty, pretty good actually. And mm-hmm.
1: that's how you fucking obviously become what you are. Like what distinguishes you from other photographers who are too lazy or or they're not really um, critical. In no, actually, work.
2: you know what? That's actually me. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's what no, makes no, you. No, no, that's actually me. That's a, I'm one of the lazy ones.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah. for me, for me, thirty minutes to thirty five minutes, a picky ass photo, like, like, yeah, boom, 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 boom Lightroom i don't i never use photoshop only in like on the extreme the thing
2: is i really don't
1: edit yeah. in photoshop anymore either. like i rarely do it it's photoshop more for like spot removals or um, something or, or, or layering what you said if you have the speed light uh right right next to the model or the subject and then you want to layer uh-huh. you know take a picture before the speed light and then layer it and make a huge like uh you know a wide angle or whatever but for the most part i don't do uh photoshop so mm-hmm. damn that, that goes to show you like it takes a lot of hard work and, yeah and but i rarely picture. edit
2: on photoshop like yeah, most either. of my photos is lightroom and that's it like yeah probably 99 percent of my photos right. are, yeah or i can tell because 90, your,
1: your, your shots are really like uh close portrait style so that's mm-hmm. love it all right uh, man
0: let's uh let's wrap up. this up uh let's go, go to frame of the week man oh, since you got it right here week.
1: we're actually going to choose one of your photos yeah this because... is a little different because he wants to ask so, inspiration okay so let's i just picked this one because it's one of your covers it's okay. A glamour. Yeah, we'll see it here mm-hmm. on the whiteboard. Oh, right there. So, what was your inspiration between this? What do you? What's your setup? What are you looking at, Berto? I mean, looks dope right, as hell. Right, I think I remember. The speed I remember or...
0: seeing your stories on this shoot. Yeah. I think it was like a tennis court.
1: I think I want to say. Yeah, or, yeah. That, okay. that was a forty million dollar yeah. mansion. Oh, was it? That's the shoot before Damn. you went to this one. Yes, that was exactly. From the story. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. That's the one. So, so, what was your inspiration about that? How, how did you come about that?
2: That was so I didn't. I, I really just did the photography part of things on that one. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I did pick the locations when we got to the mansion. I scouted around every every place in the lo- in the mansion to mm-hmm. see what would be best for the different outfits we had. Yeah. So the tennis court, I picked it because it's a pretty famous uh, tennis court in LA. Like oh, really? I see a lot of big influencers. Like Lady Gaga has photos in that mansion. Damn. Daft Punk, huge celebrities. Mm. Yeah. So. I picked that because of the colors, mm-hmm. the, the the tennis court. These are Balmain runway outfits, mm-hmm. and the concept was actually made by Yelena, uh, the the blonde model. Okay, and she's the one that was like, "Okay, let's wear wigs, like twins, yeah, but like blonde and brunette version, mm-hmm. and then these outfits that are exactly the same but different color, yeah." So she yeah, came up toy. with that concept. In terms of lighting, I only had a reflector. Okay um and it was a good day <laughs> yeah it was a really good day um i'm really mad at that photo why the cover
0: uh uh-huh. that's not pisses photo- me that's off to see that cover because
2: it- i edited my cover i edited oh, okay. the photos and the colors and everything but then there was like some drama about the editor blah 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 whatever so they sent the model the um uh they sent someone else some other photographers the photos mm-hmm. to edit them okay and i didn't even know i yeah. thought the magazine had edited edited my photos i was like okay you know sometimes it fits their own concept yeah. they, they you know it whatever like if they edit them it's whatever but then when i found out that they just didn't like the edited the, the edit that i did which is so much better and it was really just a tantrum you see, you compare them, and it's like my edit is so much better. And I saw that they posted that edit on the cover. I was like, this is not my edit. This looks shitty. Damn. damn. So they like, fucking uh, re edited your photos? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, if you see the colors on the other photos, one you'll question- see that they're way more balanced. Mm. Um, the reflections of the clothes on the chin, mm. I removed those. They didn't. The eyes look fake on the cover. Like, damn.
1: Well, uh, one question I want to ask uh, for photo covers when you do when you do um magazine covers do they do the like the brushing of like disappearing the letters do they do the lettering or is that all on you or is it just Oh, they do it oh they do it Mm -hmm. okay okay cool yeah i was about to say damn well frame of the week adrian the photographer man we appreciate your time adrian where can people find you at right now man
2: adrian the photographer on instagram and find me all over the world traveling (laughs) just
3: hit me up and i'll go what's your website
2: my website's uh, AdrianThePhotographer.me. Uh, if you want to check out my super outdated work,
1: <laughs> you can go there.
0: But most of his most of his work is uh, is on Instagram yeah. right now. Uh, Pete, where we can find you there
1: It's uh, PeterCollinframes.com. PeterCollinframes on Instagram. Alberto uh,
0: on Instagram. A underscore Mendoza underscore and AlbertoVisuals.com. This so- is gonna do it for episode fifty-eight. Adrian, thanks for thanks for making it here man thank you so it, much it, it was a really was good a really great interesting story man that's Beautiful. gonna do it guys uh, if you guys have any comments for him or any questions leave them on the comment section on youtube so uh yeah episode 58 man catch you guys later peace Bye.